Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer thanks to purpleptsd.com and vikingsterritory.com for giving us a chance to post our podcast over there. Sure to check out great Vikings coverage over at purpleptsd.com and vikingsterritory.com. Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Well, welcome back, everyone. We have another special guest this week, Matt Fries. Welcome to Notes from the North. Yeah, guys, how are we doing? I'm excited to be on. Chop it up. Yeah, we appreciate is, you coming on. Is that how we? Pr- I assume it's Fries, but we didn't actually clear uh, so that. So I I always say it's at Fries Football because uh, you know that's kind of that's kind of how I came up with the name. Technically, my last name is pronounced Fries, but uh, it's Freeze. harder for people to spell it that way if you tell it to them. So I don't really, okay. it doesn't really bother me all that much. Matt Fries. Well, thank thank you for, I'm glad I asked them because that is, yeah. that's a thing, you know, it's someone's name. Yeah. Try and get it right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Matt Fries. I always appreciate that. That's good clarification. Yeah, I, I read, well, and we'll get to your, your uh, Twitter later, but um, that's, uh, that's good. Okay. Um, so Matt. Maybe just start off with letting us know a little bit of how you came to following the Vikings. How how did that journey begin for you? Yeah, so it's actually kind of interesting to me because I'm not from Minnesota. I'm actually from the Philly. I live about an hour from Philly, but I'm from the Philly area. And honestly, so the story I always tell is when I was three years old, my favorite color was purple. I saw the purple team on the, the TV and I decided I liked them. And uh, that was a huge mistake for me personally. But, you know, here I am. Uh, so young, so innocent. Had yeah. no friggin' clue. Yeah. The, yeah. So so that game was probably like 95, 96. But the first game I really remember the Vikings playing was the Thanksgiving Randy Moss game, which obviously is like about the most memorable game of all time. So it was, it was a great start for me. You know what? Like you have, you are not the only one to say '98 Randy Moss. Because like Sam, like we've had people on kind of in our age range. Matt, you're probably what in thirty somewhere, something like that. Yeah, thirty. There you go. So it's like people kind of our age. Like that's it, right? Like it's like I think uh, Cole Smith has said that. Tyler Fornes was mentioning '98. I feel like other folks. Dustin probably said that. Dustin Baker. I don't know. We've had different people, which obviously makes sense, just given the age bracket. But yeah, '98 um vikings fan now you do more than just fan stuff uh how does it that you get to podcasting and you know that sort of thing and film breakdowns and so i i always liked you know i i started out talking football online like you know probably like all of us here right and then eventually i got more into like the the film side of things and the, and the player evaluation side of things and just thinking a little bit deeper in the, and the strategic side of the game. So I wanted to learn more about that. I I've picked it up from a number of various sources. You know, I, I never played football at a high level. I played peewee football for like a couple of years, but didn't even play at the high school level or anything like that. Um, but just really enjoy kind of the strategy behind the game and how the athleticism works. So that that's kind of where I picked that up, you know, podcast i i've known nick I, i've talked with him uh nick olson for a long time on the internet about football and was kicking around it, and it was something we decided to do um writing a little bit i've written in the past and then uh zone coverage reached out to me and i i've liked their stuff so i started writing for them this off season good for you neat good for you. Neat. neat well i know kyle's got a question for you but i'm actually kind of interested a little bit because i know sometimes we ask people about if they've played football or not and you said played a little bit when you were young. 
didn't do it in high school. Um, if you were to choose a position that you would play now, like you kind of got the opportunity to sign up for rec, but you get to choose the position. What what position would you would you play? I mean, I'd I'd like to think of myself as a quarterback. I think everybody would probably like nice. to think of themselves as a quarterback, right? Just with the ability to read defense and throw the ball. But nice. uh, I probably don't have those skills. Um, it'd probably be a line <laughs> position just based off of size and leverage and stuff like that. So that's where yeah. I'd go if if I'm being realistic about myself and my abilities, right? So well, there you go. Fornis was comparing himself to Derisox. Fornis is a pretty big dude. There we go. And, yeah, he's uh, tall. He's a tall yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. So okay, but I was that was interesting. Okay, quarterback Sam, was that what you would say for myself? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I I played some flag football this this uh, past fall. <laughs> yeah, you know? That's right. It was like football up in Canada. Played, Pretty elite quarterback. Stuff. My yeah. I mean, my, if, my if it were a flag football, I'd be quarterback just because I can't run. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Swing passes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the question, Sam, are you are you good with that? Yeah, you go for it. The question I wanted to ask you, Matt, because you in your Twitter bio, you kind of talk about uh, you. There's some sort of tagline about your YouTube history is is football clips and metal albums. Yeah. And so you kind of yoke these two things together. And um, so I kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to run with it because I like metal music. Sam, not as much. Not really his thing. But I kind of wanted the idea here is I'm just going to throw three Vikings topics at you, three metal bands at you. And I just want to know, sentence or two, general thought. Right, just sure. just what you think. Are you okay with that? Yeah, go for it. Just kind of as like a getting to know you thing. Gotcha. Yeah, let's do just it. As a... All right, so let's start with the Viking. Kirk Cousins is the QB one for the next three years. Um, I I'm out on that. Like, I don't hate it as much as I think the majority, uh, or not the majority. I I don't hate it as much as many fans do. It, it's kind of something I waffle on. I I I would say I agree with Quasi where you have a level of quarterback play that's a prerequisite and Kirk meets that level. So yeah. I don't want to move on for somebody who I don't think can reach that yeah. prerequisite. The threshold. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Slayer. I'm going to start with an easy one. You started Kirk Cousins easy. Slayer. What What are your thoughts? Slayer. Yeah. Uh, so love old school thrash. Uh, Slayer, yeah. Rain and Blood, obviously. Hell awaits. All that stuff. Great stuff. Um, big Slayer guy. Okay. I, I almost saw them once and then it snowed like eight inches the night i was supposed to go to the show so right. i did not get to see them okay so no one slayer well i mean yes on them and yes on them music but, but no one them at live all right yeah. sam are you keeping up at all do you know slayer uh, not a clue yeah not okay nothing. that's fine we're gonna get more obscure i think as we go i think slayer is pretty huge uh, a little more obscure tj hawkinson after coming over to the vikings averaging 8.7 yards per reception what do you what do you think of that? Down from 15.2 yard perception with the Lions. Uh doesn't bother me based on his role with the Vikings. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is the primary target. I think some of that is, you know, the screen game, which we failed miserably at for most of the season. Yeah, we seem to get it on a little bit, yeah. but you know, he was a part of that screen game. Um yeah. I do think he provides a, a downfield threat, like a seam threat. And we saw yeah. that in at the end of the season. So I, I like what he did at the end of the season. And I think he's a very good addition to the team. Yeah. Okay. Good enough. Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal Corpse. Uh, I, it's like, I like old school death metal and Florida death metal. Like uh, death is, is the big one, but right, the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the nineties yeah. death. 
Yeah. Cannibal Corpse gets a bit too far for me. Like, if you go to, like, the New York Brutal Death Metal... I, I know Cannibal Corpse is from Florida, but if you go to, like, the New York Brutal Death Metal scene, that's a bit too much for me. So I'm a bit yeah. out on Cannibal Corpse, but, like, in general, that death metal scene, I love it, so... Yeah, all right, good enough. Okay, final one, one each left. Yeah. Duke Shelley comes back on a two-year deal. Uh depends on the conversation for me but i love it i i love duke shelley's attitude i loved his competitiveness at the catch point last year um yeah. i think he's in the mix and i don't think he's gonna cost that much so i'm in on it all right okay final one for you then is king diamond king diamond love king diamond saw king yeah. diamond back in 2019 uh just the like i i think there's a level of cheesiness uh, yeah. that comes yeah. with king diamond and merciful fate that yeah. either you embrace it and you like it or you hate it uh i saw them with uncle acid and deadbeats i love uncle acid too so it was okay. a really great show okay I, I wasn't sure if uh i i, I was telling you i, I mostly listen to metalcore like yeah. architects and user signals but i do um i do really like king diamond and i've always been really conflicted because i'm a i'm a christian i'm a believer right and then he sings you know in merciful fate and of course and i know it's yeah. kind of his thing he's not like, anyhow but I've always been a little, in a sense, conflicted because I actually like King Diamond's music. Um, but yeah, in any the, case, we, we won't go down that path too The high-pitched falsetto rules. You, you just got to yeah, lean into seriously. it. Like, I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's just really great music. Um, but in any case, sorry, Sam. I, no. I felt like it's it's not often you get to go back and forth on, you know, metal Vikings kind of uh, back and forth. So I want to take the chance here with, uh, with Mr. Freeze. No, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, Sam, what do you think? Salary cap? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So... Again, Matt, we're kind of in the season we've kind of talked about. This is speculation season. Uh, everyone kind of puts on their GM hat and tries to figure out what the Vikings should do. Uh, and I think certainly in terms of cap space that the Vikings have at this point, uh, less than ideal, I guess, especially sure. as you look around the league. Uh, but I think, I guess one of the questions that maybe we'll start with is, from your perspective, how tricky is the Minnesota Vikings cap situation as it stands right now? I mean, I, I think you have to make decisions, right? But I, I think you have a lot of options, and I don't think those decisions are that difficult. Um, one thing you could do legitimately is free up enough cap space to get under the cap per over the cap right now. The Vikings are about 15 million, almost 16 million over the cap. Um, you could free up $20 million in cap space by doing what I'll call a signing bonus for conversion for the rest of the money Kirk Cousins has on his contract that's not a, already a signing bonus. And what that does is it takes a salary, makes it a signing bonus. That signing bonus prorates over the length of the contract. So Kirk has two void years on his contract. He's got $30 million. I believe it's a $20 million salary and a $10 million roster bonus or something like that on his deal. You divide that $30 million over three years, it hits $10 million each year. Naturally, you know, $10 million this year, 30 million minus 10 million this year is 20 million. You save 20 million. You're under the cap like that. Um, you can do that with the Brian O'Neill as well. You only really want to do this with players who you expect to be on the team long-term, right? Obviously Kirk's in a unique situation with this being the last year of his deal. And you know, that adds 20 million more in cap hit when he's not on the team next year. So that's maybe not the right decision, but if you go to look at the players that they can cut or come to reduce contracts with, right? Which coming to a, pay cut with a player is not easy, right? Like we can say all day, oh, the X player should take, 
you know, this amount of money to play on the Vikings this year, or we want Adam Thielen to stay in Minnesota. Adam Thielen, you know, being from Minnesota, oh, he's going to take a big cut. It's not that easy, right? There's like a, a personal relationship thing with these players and they have pride and they don't want to take less money necessarily all the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's difficult to say that just reading the tea leaves. I think Harrison Smith probably will end up taking a pay cut just based off of the reporting that's been out there. Right. Um, so that saves you a little bit of money. Uh, cutting somebody like Jordan Hicks, who, given that we already cut Eric Kendricks, right, it does weaken our linebacker core quite a bit. But I'd much rather have had Eric Kendricks on the team than Jordan Hicks, right? Like, I don't think Jordan Hicks is really providing much value to the Vikings in 2023 at all. I think he's a fringe starter, and you can save $5 million by cutting him. That gets you a third of the way there, right? Um, there's also a potential TJ Hawkinson extension. TJ Hawkinson is on the fifth year of his rookie deal that's 10 million dollars in salary you can make an extension give him a signing bonus and you can save money with a signing bonus if you simply just you know only give him something like 28 million dollars guaranteed you could make a four-year 30 million dollar contract and give tj hawkinson a minimum salary this year put salary into later years and still save money like that's how malleable that that money is so i think they've got a lot of options to do that now you know, it, it does lead to some tough decisions, right? You probably have to cut somebody like Jordan Hicks. You might have to cut Adam Thielen or Harrison Smith or Dalvin Cook or somebody like that to free up the money if you don't want to go with those bonus conversions. Because another reason the bonus conversions are good is they give you flexibility later in the offseason or during the season. If you need to pick up a player in the middle of the season, you can do a bonus conversion. So you don't want to do the max amount of that money right now, I don't think. Um mm-hmm. So it's, it's a complicated subject, right? But I think it's going to be easy for the Vikings to get under the cap. It might be difficult for them to bring in a top tier free agent while also getting under the cap. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's a good way of putting it. Just recognizing that, yeah, there, there are, there is, you talked about a variety of moves that will allow for them to uh, get under the cap uh, as this deadline approaches while also understanding that being able to free up enough money to spend big or be big players in free agency is, is going to be difficult unless you make some pretty drastic moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Hawkinson to me seems like just the easiest decision in the world. Cause I mean, there's just no way you should send that draft capital to a division rival unless you want to extend this dude. Uh, and, and you know, on the other side of that is like, there's no way that Detroit sends him, I think for so little, unless part of their calculus is saying, hey, we don't want to be the ones who have to pay him this large contract, right? And that's part of the reason why we're moving on from him now, right? And so, like, to my mind, that Hawkinson extension, just, just get it done already. You know what I mean? And, and I know it's not yeah. really that simple, but that me just seems like, um, you know, carve out that extra five, six million or whatever it is you can carve out through that extension, like you say, with the malleable salary cap. And, you know, and, and now we're a third of the, your debt is gone, right? And and then And then you're, and now we're talking about some of those other options, right? Um, yeah, and, and the value of a high-level tight end is, you know, and Hawkinson was basically the Vikings wide receiver too, if you look yeah, at his receiving exactly. production by the end of last season. Exactly. The value of the highest tight end contract is still less than the value of the like wide receiver two contracts that are getting out in free agency. Like I bet yeah. you that TJ Hawkinson's extension is going to be less money per year than what Jacoby Myers is going to get in free agency as the top yeah. wide receiver on the market when he's not a clear cut wide receiver one for a team. Right. Right. So I, I think the value is there for tight end as well because he can block and catch and he, he's good at both. Like, yeah, true enough. No brainer to me. 
Okay. Sam, did you want to go there? Go. Sorry, I, I thought, thought you were raising your hand. Yeah. I was going to ask you about Hicks and Kendricks because um, I don't know how much stock you put in these things. Some, I mean, you were mentioning how you waffle sometimes on Cousins. Sometimes I waffle on these things too. Um, one of the things I wrote was um, uh, that one or, one or the other was going to stay, Hicks or Kendricks. Sure. And uh, that was kind of one of my predictions or whatever. And uh, when a lot of the chatter has been about, you know, 14 and a half million, you cut them both. Uh, but then I was kind of wondering about Hicks sticking around. Um, and I, you know, I, your point's well taken, but then I also, you know, how significant do you think is it, you know, one, Kendrick's obviously frees up more cash. So that's one factor. Mm -hmm. But two, Hicks is one of Quasi's guys, whereas Kendrick's was from the former regime, right? So, I mean, how is that significant at all that Hicks was signed by this general manager and under this head coach, as opposed to Kendrick's, who, you know, obviously was embraced by this new leadership, but was not their pick, not their signing. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that may matter. Ultimately, we don't have a way to know that before we get an answer to the question of whether or not Hicks stays, right? Okay. It's also relevant that Hicks was signed as a defensive player under a defensive coordinator who's no longer here, right? Like, I bet Ed Donatel had more input in our defensive personnel than ne necessarily Kevin O'Connell did last season. You know, given that especially O'Connell is a first-time head coach and an offensive-minded guy, Um the, the one thing I will say with both Hicks and Kendricks, I think it is definitely possible to move on from them in the same offseason without hurting yourself too much right. because Flores' defense has been low investment in off-ball linebackers. In Miami, there were two guys who they had as free agents who were their primary starters under Flores in Miami, Landon Roberts and uh, Duke Riley, and neither of them were making more than like $3 million a year, right? For the the period, they're they're both free agents right now. It would not shock me if we were to move on from Hicks, bring one of those guys in because you know Patriots guys love to bring their guys with them. Like that's not only been a theme with Flores, but it's a th been a theme with basically every Bill Belichick disciple. So it would not shock me if they were to move on from Hicks to get somebody like one of those two guys that were down in Miami. Sure, sure, okay. So maybe before we do a little free agency stuff here, Sam, I'm gonna ask you, Matt. Um, you know, when you look into your crystal ball, I mean, what do you think is the likeliest path forward for not just, you know, eliminating the salary cap debt, so to speak, but maybe giving the team 10, 20 ish or so million going into free agency? What do you what do you think if you're being predictive, not prescriptive necessarily, but if you're to be predictive, you know, where do you see this going? Yeah, so so I think you will see a little bit of Kirk's money pushed into the future. That's kind of why you have that high salary. I don't think you're going to get the full conversion that I talked about earlier that frees up $20 million. Um, My guess is that one of Harrison Smith, Dalvin Cook, or Adam Thielen will end up being cut. They just save mm -hmm. too much money. And they don't save a ton of money compared to their cap hits, right? Yeah. But they just have such high cap hits uh, for the next number of seasons that it makes sense to move on from one of them given their age and and you know declining production recently i'd say and then i'd also say probably one of those other guys and, and my prediction would be harrison smith is the guy who takes the pay cut and stays my prediction if i were to be nailed down would be adam thielen is the guy who ends up getting cut in that as sad as it is for you know a, the local minnesota kid to to get cut in that situation um and then I, I'd say, you know, I'd also say Hicks is a probable cut. 
Um, and then with that combination of moves right there, I think you can get up to that value. A Hawkinson extension makes sense to me as well to add into that, you know, extensions may not happen immediately, right? That may be something that's later in the off season, mm-hmm. but you don't need the 10 to 20 million immediately. You know, you can sign a guy, a mid tier free agent and make him have a very small cap hit in the first year based on the way contract you give him. I mean, Zadari Smith is a great example of this. And exactly. I didn't mention Z. Exactly. I think Z like my opinion personally is that he should stay at his number. I think he is providing Agreed. value at his cap number. Agreed. Um, yeah. So, but you know, he's very easy to move on from if they want to. He is also somebody they could just push the money into next season on there. It, it's very malleable in that way. Um, yeah. So that helps us get up to that range. And we have a ton of 2024 cap space as it stands. It's yeah. like a hundred million dollars or something like that. Yeah, so that's right. you can sign free agents mortgaging that cap space rather than this season's cap space. Um, exactly. I should mention... They also still have time to do something with Dalvin Tomlinson's contract. Um, Dalvin Tomlinson will have $5 million in dead cap if his contract voids. That would not exist if we signed him into an extension because that cap money would be in future years. So you have some money to play with. You can, you know, make his cap hit less than $7.5 million, which is while actually now having him on the team. While actually having him on the team. Yeah. Right. Giving you value, you know, on your defensive line, that kind of thing. Um, it's a good point. I'm also glad that you brought up Darius Smith because it feels like even though he's like he's a star, you know, he's a star yeah. NFL edge rusher, which is a big deal. Obviously, this isn't like I don't know some obscure position, um, but it does seem like he gets a little bit overlooked, you know, in favor of some of these like long-standing Vikings like a Thielen, you know, mm-hmm. like a Smith, guys who've been here a long, long time you know, have a big fan base and, and goodness, I, I love Z. I hated them when he played for the Packers because he just terrorized the offensive line and terrorized Garrett Bradbury and, and, you know, just create all kinds of issues. They'd move him around. Um, I'll be disappointed if he's cut. I'll be very disappointed. It yeah. seems like there's some chatter about him being cut. Um, and I think they're saying on access Vikings that, uh, his house has sold now for whatever that's worth. I don't know if that means yeah. anything at all. Yeah, that that was a whole but, thing, and who knows what it means, right? Like it's all it's all reading tea leaves at this point for someone. Maybe like that me. means they convert stuff to a signing bonus and get more cash in his pocket, and he buys it. I don't freaking right. So like, like we'll just we'll just see here. Sam, what do you think? Yeah, I uh, again, I think there's you guys outlined there's several different options here. They, they've got lots of options, um, mm-hmm. but I hear there's this balance of figuring out. Yeah, what are the savings? What is the value of their play? Uh, and anyways, we're we're coming we're coming to uh, this deadline, and and so it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing. I know that there's uh, Darren Wolfson kind of hinted at some moves coming in the next couple of days. We're yeah. we're recording on on Wednesday night, uh, and we'll be anticipating potentially some bigger news. It sounds like even than uh, Kendricks being cut. Uh, let's let's move to free agency here, and I know you know we just we've spent a lot of time talking about how uh the cap situation and are they gonna have money to to spend on some big free agents uh again you get different tiers of players that you're gonna find in free agency matt any players that maybe you're kind of intrigued in maybe there are guys that hey you know what if they're able to free up a bunch of space it'd be really great to go after them or maybe there's some guys that are maybe more under the radar that you would like the vikings to maybe take a run at 
Yeah, I think there's a couple interesting ideas, and for the most part, it's on defense. Um, on offense, I don't have see us having a ton of needs, right? The the wide receiver pool and free agency is pretty garbage. So even if we were to move on from Thielen, like I I don't think we're going to replace him with a free agent, right? I think we'd look to get younger and replace him with the draft. Um, at center, there's like a list of five guys who I'm relatively okay with signing and Garrett Bradbury's in that range, right? You've got Austin Blythe, you've got a, a, a pretty much a random assortment of players who all are like fringe starters, in my opinion, right? So we obviously need to do something there, but I don't have a wish list guy on that list. Um, so at that point, you really flip it over the defensive side of the ball because you look at the Vikings offense and it's pretty much set across the board, assuming we keep Dalvin at running back right i mean we've got jj top wide receiver we've got great tight ends we've got great offensive tackles that's all you need to make an offense and uh, obviously we've got kirk now i should say the diamond of of the free agent class is lamar jackson right on that franchise tag if the vikings were to shock us and put something together i'd absolutely be willing to do that i'd absolutely be willing to trade the first two first round picks give him 45 million dollars a year something like that move on from kirk you know you'd have to figure out a way to make the money work but I'd be in on that. Uh, that's a pipe dream to me right now, right? Like, I don't think that's actually a legitimate option that the well, Vikings you're, are going to pursue. Like, if Quasey can yeah. pull it off, you're... If he can pull if he can pull it off, I'm 100% in. I'm all, all right. I, okay, I love on. Lamar. I think Lamar is an elite quarterback in the NFL still. Um, okay. Uh, I I think a lot of the concerns about his passing are, are frankly overblown and wrong. So uh, that's, that's where I'm at on him. But if you flip it over to the defensive side of the ball, um, I do think what I said earlier about Flores liking to bring Patriots guys or Dolphins guys in matters a lot. Um, so I'm looking at those free agents. There's Kyle Van Noy, who's a staple for that defense is on the market. Andrew Van Ginkle, who played a lot of snaps under Flores, is that similar hybrid linebacker edge rusher role. Um, Alanda Roberts, Duke Riley, those are all cheap options. Nick Needham was a cheap corner option who was there, who they developed in the system. For big, for high-priced corners, the one that I have my eyes on is a former Patriots player, Jonathan Jones. Yeah, he's yeah, 30 so. years old. He's got that pedigree. He's probably not going to demand top corner money, right? But he played great last year. He's a man corner. He fits in the system. He's got slot versatility. He's got outside versatility. He was the Patriots' number one corner last year. The Patriots that had an awesome defense. Um, so I think he is is a player to keep your eye on definitely this free agency cycle um i like cam sutton as a slot mm. corner from the sealers um he's a big physical player i think he has enough chops to play in man coverage but the physicality and run defense is something i think flores is going to like um at the linebacker level if you wanted to try to do like i i mentioned that the patriot system doesn't really value off ball linebackers all that much but the one off-ball linebacker they did value was Dante Hightower, right? Who's a physical freak, right? He's like 6'3", yeah, 260 pounds, really, yeah. really long. The only player in the NFL, well, that's not true. Anthony Barr is kind of that player, right? He's kind of that physical prototype. But the player on the free agent market who is like that is Tremaine Edmonds. If you want to make a run at a linebacker who you're going to pay a ton of money, and I don't necessarily advocate for doing that, but if if there's somebody you want to make a run on, he's the guy to do it for. In he's my 24. opinion, he's still um, 24 years old. Yeah, he's 24 years old because he was like 19 coming out of school or something like that. Ridiculous. So, he's played in the league five years or something like that. And I know he'll be 25 by the time yeah. the season comes around. Sure. Right now, that dude's still 24. Yeah. And like you said, like just like just the, how fast he is for how big he mm -hmm. is. 
wild. In, in terms of physical specimen who Vores can use in his defense, like that would be a crown jewel. Um, I wouldn't advocate the Vikings doing that just based off of their cap situation. But in terms of guys who are names, that's pretty much my list. Like I, I don't think I want to see a significant advancement in interior defensive line, even if Dalvin Tomlinson isn't on the team. Like, I think that's more of a draft proposition for me. Edge rusher, I'm totally fine with Daniel Hunter and Zedaria Smith as our edge rushers, right? Like, I think that's great. I'd love to extend Daniel Hunter. Um, safety, I don't see us going for anything significant unless potentially we move on from Harrison Smith. Um, I think Cam Bynum didn't play great last year, right? But I think he can be a deep safety as the third safety in a three safety rotation with Lewis seen kind of doing whatever you want. And that, and that's optimistic on Lewis seen obviously as well, but I, I think Lewis seen's mm-hmm. a great fit for the Flores defense. So I'm optimistic about it. Yeah. Do you see a role for just talking to safety? Do you see a role for Josh McCallis? Uh, I, I do. I, I think that he could be a man coverage tight end guy. Uh, I love Josh McCallis. Yeah. And, and that's something, and that's something that Flores does. He puts safeties in man coverage on the tight end. He'll do that in packages. So he's got a role and he'll always have a role on this team in special teams because yeah. he's a fantastic special teamer. So even if he's not, you know, a starting safety who's seeing a bunch of snaps, I, I think he's a great special teamer and he's good in run support. Like he'd, he'd be good down in the box and he's not the biggest, but like, I, I think as a box guy, run defender, tight end eraser is, is probably his best role for this team. Neat. Neat. Um, I want to get you out of here on this final question here. And I know you touched a little bit on some of these uh, different positions and uh, you kind of distinguished a little bit between, Hey, you know what? Maybe this is a position you fill at the draft versus this is a position you fill yeah. at free agency. And so I want to propose this is that if you had one position, you, you know what you get, you got enough money just for one position to fill in free agency. Can I go after one guy? Um, doesn't have to be a guy, like a specific person, but more just a specific position What's the one position you're prioritizing in free agency? Uh, corner, easily. Jonathan Jones, specifically at corner. Uh, the Vikings, you know, only have three cornerbacks on the roster right now. I'm not confident in any of them as a starting player. I like what I saw from Caleb Evans last year. I really liked Andrew Booth as a prospect. Obviously, last year didn't go well from them. So we've got injury concerns with all of our corners, and none of them are proven starters. We need players who can get step on the field day one, and that's something that I don't want to rely on, you know, a first-round pick in the draft for. I, w- I want it to come from free agency, a guy who's been proven. Yeah, that's fair. I know that there's been some conversations about, you know, there's a lot of potential there. But I think you, yeah. you just mentioned their the health there and and in a sense uh the the guys that are on the roster that's young uh and to not to, to kind of be expecting that that's going to be the crew uh mm-hmm. moving forward or to fill in the, the draft that makes sense again I know there's lots of conversation about corner uh in in this market um I was wondering I was if you could surprise us but I was looking at those three guys today Matt do you know when you combine all three together how many snaps in the slot did Evans, Booth Jr., and Dantzler have last year? Oh, it's under. It's probably under ten if it's not zero. It's zero. Yeah. Can combine all three, not one snap in the slot yeah. for PFF. And so that was just me, just like startling to realize because I knew that all three are primarily outside corners. All three have the injuries. All three are young. But then I was thinking, okay, how often did they travel into the slot? And some of them had snaps in the box. You know, Cameron Dantzler is obviously an excellent tackler. Um, so is a Caleb Evans for that matter, but, um, yeah, not one in the slot. So Jonathan yeah. Jones makes a lot of sense. It, it's wild. We had, 
you know, a bunch of corners on the roster. Shannon Sullivan was literally the only slot corner we had on the yeah, roster man. last year. He was and it. he was bad, and we couldn't do anything about it because we didn't have anybody else who could play that position at all. The only option. Yeah, it was just it was very strange kind of situation. Um, and that's kind of what like there was all that talk about the three safety look, right? And then mm-hmm. Lucina first got hurt. Uh, we didn't really get much of that three safety look. Um, yeah, I was always kind of clamoring a little bit for more Metellus. Always been a fan of his. More, more Josh Metellus. That's my. That's that's where that's where I'll end it for me today. Is there more Josh Metellus. So more more cowbell. Um, well, uh, Matt, I know you're on Twitter. Uh, for my pronunciation earlier, you can it's uh, at freeze football but it's it's yeah, spelled yeah. fries at fries it's at football. fries football spelled like french fries there okay. you go back end. Yeah. but yeah at freeze football see that doesn't even sound right to me i always say fries football man yeah. there you That's, go your own name we've we've got it uh everyone will know how to how to spell it now yeah. uh we, we know you're also a podcaster so we just want to as we wrap up thank you for your time but also just give you an opportunity if you want to share anything else about what you're working on uh, or anything else that people should kind of be on the lookout for in terms of uh, material you're putting out yeah. or yeah. Yeah. So uh, follow me on Twitter. Obviously I post pretty much or the content that I create there. I would say um, the podcast I'm on with Nick Olson, uh, Greg Blake is kindred skulls also on Twitter. And then I write for zone coverage. So I'm probably going to have a piece coming out weekly uh we nick and i just did a pre free agency preview last night that's out right now we'll obviously have recaps of free agency and then we'll go deep into the brian flores defense talking about all the intricacies of it and kind of what we can expect from it coming this coming season once we get all of our research done it's it there's a lot of work going into that one so it's going to be fun good for you hit us with a, a metal musician to listen to tomorrow uh metal musician to listen to tomorrow uh why don't i go with cobalt i I like cobalt a lot i'll write it down uh listen to uh slow forever all right i'll shoot you a note on twitter man let you know what i think yeah (laughs) interesting i I thank you matt yeah i was gonna say when you guys were talking about it like i'll check it out later but i don't even know if i can promise you that it's it's uh (laughs) hey man it's not it's not for everybody. I'll tell you yeah. what, that that album is not for everybody. So <laughs> yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll check it out. I'll let you know. Yeah, you've got uh Cal Cal's your man there. But there again, go. Matt, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate you taking the time. Uh and again, just note to listeners, again, we're 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 jumping around in terms of posting schedule uh at, at this point. That's uh it's the off season. Uh we're we're doing it and so we know there's going to be some news coming up soon. Uh, so, yeah, just be sure to keep checking back. Uh, if we're not out on Monday morning, uh, just check us out because we're uh, we're kind of posting whenever content comes out right now. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, and uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks.